Students of Reject University, class is back in session. We've got Gen V, Episode 5. Welcome to the Monster Club. Uh, another fresh set of thoughts from Greg, Coy, and myself, just having finished watching the episode. If you'd like to see the highlight reel from that experience, that's available, as always, at real uh, youtube.com slash therealrejects. Or if you'd like to sync up with your own copy and see every minute of the show alongside us, you can do that at patreon.com slash therealrejects. As well, we've got a whole bunch of great merch in our rejectnationshop.com store. If you want to support the channel and rock a little swag in the process, absolutely appreciate you guys for doing so and uh hey it's a pretty good one this week let's get into it let's talk about it i understand i didn't oh man redemption arc you got to redeem yourself you get filler back in too Gonna, Give gonna, him a little bop bop. Gonna bleed from the eyes uh, if you do that. I put a spell on you, song playing. Oh man! Dang, she's like Huey. Now mine. <laughs> Season one, Huey. Training them, right, man. guys? I'm just drawing parallels and references to other things that people have seen. I gotta do that. Stop signing them. Is a good, good pull. To a breakdown on you. Yep, that's mm-hmm. true. All right, guys. Whoa! All right, if you're listening to this on uh, Apple and Spotify, please go ahead, write this video. And now, before we talk about this episode, which really, really did enjoy, I wanted to first say, Koi, you're looking good in that shirt right Ooh, there. Like it's a it's nice, good, like it's good fabric, it's, it's good fit, it's yeah. good, you know, you got, well, and it it's a good. little reject it's nation. Good. A little real reject. Look at this, and I'm a big movie theater person. I like hey. purchasing tickets, and, and here we are sharing the exhibition industry yeah. that is movies. And so much of the time when uh, I get goosebumps, mm. I sometimes get nipple chills. Oh my goodness. And I can get all this mm-hmm. stuff at uh, www.rejectnationshop.com. Thank you guys so much who have been watching this channel and then also been supporting us in one of the best ways possible by getting yourself some awesome tees. Over there, we got awesome tees such as our Child Protection Services shirt with Pedro Pascal from Last of Us carrying baby Grogu. We also got this recently launched Ahsoka Snip Snip Lightsaber Scissors shirt. We got this Who Influences the Influencers Watchmen inspired one. The other day, I cooked up a Hospital Boys-inspired tea. I want to see if I can develop it before the end of the finale, so that way it's relevant. But I think people will like it if I can get it done in time. But yeah, we got a whole bunch of other shirts as well. Uh, seriously, whenever one of these is bought, by Vaught, whenever one of these is bought, yeah. I, I feel very, very proud because it, this is one that we are creatively involved with ourselves. It's not just something that is just thrown out there and like, hey, let's plug it. No, this is a, a, a true development of Reject Nation. So thank you guys. It's one of the best ways to represent yourself as a citizen of this Reject Nation. But yeah, let's talk about this episode. Yeah. I did. I definitely, um, uh, we definitely shot this uh, shirt thing afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because yep. I it's forgot very, to mention it. So well, it was the, the number about one time Let's see if there's a smooth What Greg did was he catered us. There's going to be a transition now. <laughs> I got explain it. this ending, Greg. Oh, well, shitty. explain this. Well, ending explained mm-hmm. is, please. Um, you know, um, black guy mm. and uh-huh. black girl mm-hmm. uh, yes. had a um, falling out mm-hmm. because uh, found out she's been uh, wiping everyone's memory. Oh, I see. I see. 
and he explained. Okay, right there. Right. Explained. Do you have seventeen Easter eggs you can fill me in on? Explained. Not gonna know. happen. Can't tell you. Yeah, Emma's, the, <laughs> Emma's the bad girl. I, I, Emma's calling. You're like not Emma. <laughs> Emma's doing great. Yeah. Emma's the MVP forget, of the show. I forget people's names. Emma's the one we should trust. <laughs> yes. Emma Good. <laughs> Kate Bad. Emma, Even Kate. right now. Andre. <laughs> All these. What? <laughs> Did I get <laughs> No, no. Yeah, you paused. You were like. Kate yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> we I just for, see like an IMDb I up over here. Get people's names. Second screen okay. IMDb. <laughs> so my co- okay, that was a really great episode. All right. So all right. Hey, I got one theory right. I mean, it's a pretty obvious one. The well, wipe at the end of last week? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it did yeah, disorient. You, you eventually have to conclude that, right? I feel like yeah, everyone yeah. probably concluded that. Yeah. yeah. Um well, my qu- I thought that was really well. Th- I mean, first off, I just thought that was a really great episode. Mm-hmm. Um and it was it was really uh, this was probably the most like pulsating one I would say. Oh, it, it like, moved. It, I liked it, how tight it was. There was rhythm. It was tense. It, it was like that was the most edgier seat kind of experience with it. Like you could feel the ramp up. I feel like while this is a great week to week show, it's also a great binge show simultaneously mm-hmm. yeah. because you could just feel like everything escalating and then the frustration you yeah. feel as an audience member of like, no, remember, we know what oh, happened. crap, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the that pull that it's doing and the villain. I did not at all see that. I haven't even heard that theory go out there. I That was That's actually a, great, a fresh villain. Yeah, that, that Kate. Kate. <laughs> Kate. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Kate. Just throw out a white woman name and, uh, so and there it is. What I was about stick. to say they should really make their names different and they could not be. They are very different. Names. Emma and Kate. Yeah, are yeah, yeah they're very different. Names. <laughs> um, the that Kate is uh, the villain is is a great reveal, but she's not a villain though. That's the thing is it's very complex. You could sense that there could be a redemption for her actions. You know, like there's consequences to what she's done, but I don't think as a character I would categorize her as villainy. You know, because it's so obvious that she's been used and abused and manipulated and they even talk about some tragic backstory stuff and certain experiences that she's had to indicate that she is someone you can prey upon uh which just makes it that much more horrifying what she's going through and yeah so like i I don't by any stretch hate her like i hate the actions i condemn the actions but i don't hate her you know Makes it easier when someone's attractive to figure mm-hmm. that. That's yeah. why. That's why hot therapists. You're like, I hate her, but I mean, I can't fully. I can't fully. I really begrudge her. Sensitive when you are attractive. Yeah, it's just the way it goes. Science. <laughs> and when attractive science. people team, <laughs> it is. It's brain chemistry. That's just science, guys. And when two attractive people team up for nefarious deeds, you know, it just becomes that much more difficult mm, no. to separate the attractive. No. how you make friends and alienate people. You cast attractive, attractive people on television, left man. and right, right and left. Otherwise, villains can be blamed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and frankly, there's no nuance there. No, not at all. Make them hot. Make them hot. Um, Black and white. Every cast director's got that written in the back of the headshot. Make them hot. Make hot. Well, there's the answer. Um, <laughs> okay, my question, my question that I have is, she. Okay, first off, de-explosion, we'll call it. Yep, I don't think it happened. Doesn't seem like it happened. He's because, moving pretty well. She's moving pretty well. You think you would be like hospitalized and be really upset about everything? Yep. You know? And it would, be, it would yeah. be like you did this to me, singing like a eunuch too. Like you don't just get up from that. So, yeah, unless it grows back, and we just don't know he else. That's a weird additional power. I can also turn time. I regrow these. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> that didn't now. that didn't happen. And he plants that memory, or she plants that. It, it, I assume she planted that. I think it's all 
Kate. Yeah. I think Kate planted the memory of that conversation. Okay, so she plants that. Now, what happens in a moment when he's face-to-face with Rufus, Andre, and then suddenly he's at the fast food place? That was on, that was Rufus. Rufus. Rufus is psychic. So Rufus did... I think Rufus was like, why are you attacking me? Wipe. I'm escaping. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the vibe I get. Self-defense, okay. mind wipe. That's, uh, so Kate's not doing Separate that. events. I thought that the because he seemed to okay yeah because he seemed aware he, he was like, oh. he was yeah he was like oh fuck like he, he was knew he, he was aware yeah. he didn't get planted he just had time missing and then realized when he was awake that he was just with Rufus see I'm, yeah but now I'm very kind of I'm I'm questioning the the explosion scene then because that does start with a very close proximity encounter with Rufus that then immediately cuts to that and is in line with other things he's done. As per As, Kate's admission, but also so in, in <laughs> but conjunction, Kate, no, to support your point, that is the start too of of um, Jordan and Marie. Actually, uh, that was the moment when I was like, "Oh, they're going to sleep together." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? um, but that could be a Kate plant. Maybe, maybe why? Kate, why? Maybe Kate literally orchestrated the red herring of Rufus. Well, yeah, I'm saying I'm saying Kate orchestrated. Rufus and that whole explosion she, was a planted memory. She can do all that. I don't know. She can like completely add memory, like she, like create an entire narrative. I mean, I guess you could, if you have the power of suggestion, you could just push it to people that yeah, you you don't remember any of these events. This is what you remember, mm-hmm. and now that's just the. Whereas the, Rufus is wiping, she's adding. Yeah. No, she also wipes. Well, yeah, but I'm saying she's able to replace, whereas Rufus is just, it seems like there's just gaps in time. Okay. Because, like, Kate was saying she woke up. If that story was true, which I would I would assume it is. I don't think Kate was lying. I think that's part of her experience was that horrible situation she was in. But she didn't remember it, uh-huh. whereas they remember things that happened when it's Kate's doing, seemingly. Right, yes. See what I'm saying? So it's implant she versus talked remove. About, she talked about her experience with Rufus. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, that's true. So maybe maybe Kate can, you know, cause an emotion, a lack thereof, or a plant, whereas he is just like... All right. All right, I'll roll with it. All right, it's all good. I mean... Uh, I like this episode. Uh, I really uh, love the chemistry great, yeah. of Sam. <laughs> well, the Sam and Emma chemistry really came to play here because the, there was an instinctive, like, I like this person. I really liked how they utilized, like... I just she just had this feeling about him, and that was rewarded. And I like that his instinct wasn't like betrayal. It was I've survived them doing this to me too. Let me help you. I really liked that they their arcs feel fuller for this episode. Like Emma feels like more of a fully formed character, and then Sam also like we're getting to know him better, and their chemistry is feeding both of them really well. Yeah. Speaking of feeding, I'm glad that Emma is getting the respect and recognition from feeding herself. Yeah. 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 And seeing the opposite effect, like she's becoming more full of life. Mm-hmm. This is like very metaphorical. The way that I think what this this show has done really well is drawing the metaphorical, emotional, psychological journeys via their powers in conjunction. Yeah, this Rufy episode was dark. Like just the idea of losing time and like being assaulted and all those things that are. I mean, it's a very violently sexually charged episode, but about things that are like traumatic. And I think they utilize yeah. that well as like a guys, it's not your fault. Like you said, victim blaming. Like there was a moment where she like blamed herself and it's it's looking at like the villain here. Yeah. But I don't think that guy could run without a D. So I, I think he's 
<laughs> we really got to get to the bottom. Why make of you more aerodynamic? That. That's true. Like, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Think of a Kendall. But with that injury like that, you would probably need time to heal. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that was like two days ago. Well, they were asleep for three or four. So maybe six days ago. Still. Maybe they have someone whose superpower is to fix these things. To mend. Like my hero academia. Somebody just kisses it and then it's, you know, yeah. fixed. Or that's, something. that's another episode. Don't worry, they'll show it. I like this episode quite a bit as well, and I think that with you know we live in a time where now like the run times of episodes are no longer uniform unless you're on like network TV, and so sometimes that can lead to like oh here's a short episode, and it feels that way. Whereas this one still felt like it was paced the right way, it was proportionate the right way, and I did appreciate that you have all these different sides of the mystery kind of pulling out and pushing in. And you've got people's like minds getting wiped, and they didn't use that to spin their wheels or to like save these conflicts for later, yeah. which I thought was a nice thing. It's like they still, no matter how many minds got wiped, people are still kind of realizing something's up, chasing that thread or pulling that thread. And so you have these moments where you do get these, you know, it's like you have the thing with um, uh, Marie and Jordan where it's like, oh, okay, so here we go. We're going to have some kind of conflict. It's going to drive a wedge between their relationship. But then they actually confront that. They each have scenes with other people to kind of get their own, conf- uh, you know, get some guidance. And then they come back and they actually have a talk with each other. And then that kind of ties back into the plot. Mm-hmm. And then everybody trying to remember what's going on in the woods and everything and, and the trackers and stuff like that. Like, again, I'm used to shows being like, oh, okay, so now we're going to wipe someone's mind or we're going to, you know, have this reveal and then we're going to, you know, stave off developments for a little while. But yeah, this, this I thought was nicely, realistically messy under those circumstances. This worked for me in all the ways that the mind wipe didn't work for me when it was a mystery. Remember the end of the episode, we were all like, that's kind of just like, like disappointing. Like it just didn't feel like it was cooked. This felt cooked. And I really liked, I agree with the runtime. I really liked that the, the episode got to have this frenetic pace as opposed to feeling like it was just shortened or them pacing it to hit that 50-something minute. Like this, I, I like uh, streaming allowing, some episodes are like an hour and 10, and some can be like 37 or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, man. This is a great episode. I really enjoy it. I'm back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't really leave. For a second, I thought Koi was out the window. Yeah. There, Guys, I'm done out. with Jimmy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, yeah. it just it dipped a little bit, and now it's back to where it started for me. Yeah, no, yeah. I thought this was one of their best ones uh, so far. I, I think what's interesting about this world of Gen V specifically is that the world and its purpose for serving in the boys' universe becomes more fleshed out the more we experience this show. Because, like, we're calling it Gen V. I like the title a lot because it's the, I, what I imagine the purpose of it when I think about it is that this is the first set of people at this school who are going here of kids who know that their powers were given to them via science experiment from their parents. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was like, God blessed me with these powers, you know? So I think calling it Gen V is, is pretty smart. And this is allowing them the opportunity to take control and make the choices of what they can do with their powers. So weirdly with the boys, I wouldn't call that a superhero show. It's a show about people with superpowers under the guise of superheroism. But they're the villains of that show. Yeah, and then here it's like, oh, we actually have a superhero show now. Yeah. Depending on how this all goes. But but I'm under the impression that, oh, we actually have superheroes now. This is the first time in the boys' universe that 
you know, you got characters like Starlight who I would, you, and then you got people who are, who do good deeds and who are do want to be super actual superheroes. Mm-hmm. But this is like our protagonists here, for the most part, seem like they're good people. They want to make the right choice. Even with someone like Rufus, who is a terrible human being, he they do not kill him. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's not the right call to kill this person. Uh, they still make the call to not sacrifice the person's life. These guys are actual superheroes, and they are taking control of that. I'm really hoping that, like in the comic, there's a lot of episodes, uh, issues that feel like episodes where there's a payoff in one, and then like later in the next arc, you meet that character again in a new place in their life. I would love if one of these characters becomes the seven at the end of this. That'd be yeah. cool. Like the finale, we find out who number one at the school is, and the number one gets promoted to the boys, and they're in the boys' season four. Because, yeah. I mean, it's all one universe. It'd be great if... Because I really enjoy the product placement of the Amazon Vought situation in both shows, but I've really been like linked to Homelander Burger and stuff. Yeah. I would love if we see whoever it is, uh, whether it's Marie or maybe Andre, whoever, they get brought into the world of the boys, and then we've already loved them enough that we get to see the world of the boys that we love meeting this character that we spent this whole season with and go like, oh, how is that conflict? Because then yeah. you've earned what I wanted Marvel to do with their TV, which is pay off a long-run origin with a movie payoff, and then you feel like you've really gotten to experience an origin story. True. This mm-hmm. could do that first. Yeah, and there's something interesting about that prospect, too, because I, I think your point is, is good about the, like, the title is great because, A, I mean, yeah, it is the literal descriptor of everybody growing up under this new kind of age of knowledge and superheroism and, and everything in between, but also it does hearken to Gen Z, <laughs> and that is, you know, the sort of most uh, actively sort of awakened generation in terms of, like, challenging, you know, the status sure. quos and things like that, and certainly these characters are motivated to, you know, awaken to and challenge, you know, the systems that are being thrust upon them as normal and natural by everyone above them in control, and so, you know, bringing one of these characters into a world like the boys then subsequently, I think, does make for an interesting, you know, a, a slightly different entryway to have that challenge to the status quo happen on that stage and that scale mm-hmm. in a way that, yeah, you can feel like you really grew with and you understand the perspective of and that, you know, could, you know, change that show a little bit and also, I don't know, I, f- I feel like these shows could, if everything goes well, kind of feed each other and affect each other and kind of challenge each other to get better and sharper. And all yeah, like stuff. a season four to lead into a Gen V season two and then like, I mean, I want two boys a year and, and have them be different shows like they are. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, guys, what did you think about this episode? What are your theories for episode six? Leave them down in the comments below. Do you think Kate will be redeemed? Do you forgive bad people if they are attractive? Leave it down in the comments <laughs> Does below. Does Rufus still have a wiener? <laughs> Subscribe, leave a like, 